Hello friends, I hope you're keeping well as lockdown continues in the UK for us. I have more content for you. Again, apologies for the quality of the sound because everything is recorded through Zoom because we're socially distancing. Hope you enjoyed this one. I caught up with an old colleague of mine at Google and she's got some great tips on running a social enterprise. Hope you enjoyed this one. Hello friends, welcome to an episode of Find Your Career Calling podcast dedicated to helping you find your next step outside of university by learning about different roles in different industries from the professionals themselves. In this episode, I have Tumiche, an intern from Google as well. I met her at Google and today she's going to talk about her work at Red Bull and how she inspired her and helped her grow her own organization, the Advantage Group. So welcome to the podcast, Tumiche. Hey. So tell me all about, well, we can start with Red Bull, first of all. Yeah. So what did you do at Red Bull and how did it inspire you or help you grow the Advantage Group? So um, at Red Bull, I focused on a project called Amipico. And Amipico in Zulu means to grow wings or wings. Yeah, to grow wings. And essentially the project sits um, as part of Red Bull's brand marketing. And it's basically how they connect or give back through um, social innovation, essentially. So what it was, was we, um, I assisted project manage um, this huge project where we took eight, 15 social entrepreneurs to Bradford for eight days. And what my role was to like send out, like read applications for everyone that applied, do all the marketing, build the event, um, manage freelancers, manage agencies essentially, and come up with this amazing eight day program for 15 social entrepreneurs in Bradford um, and literally like nitty gritty logistics um, structure stuff, um, which I've never actually really done. So it, it didn't really feel like an internship. It felt more like a role. Um, um, and like working somewhere full time and actually having that much responsibility and that working on that project specifically because it focused on social entre- social innovation and um, with tag being a social entre- um, social enterprise allowed me to take the structure of how to build something um, which actually runs as a business and doesn't just run for good so um, running as a social enterprise we are a registered CIC so for those who don't know tag is just a social enterprise which aims to transform the narrative of young people from underrepresented backgrounds and um, me and my co-founder always say that we we have the social part locked down to the team like we know how to give back we know how to help young people where the business side where we make money and make sure um we can do everything we do we haven't figured out yet and working at red bull allowed me to begin the process of knowing how to strategize and um attention to DL and figure out the next steps on how TAG is going to build a business side of what we do so yeah and what was your background before you went to Red Bull so that's interesting because obviously I went I was at Google doing marketing but prior to that I was obviously at university and I studied economics and politics so I don't have any like background in yeah marketing whatsoever wait when you mean background you're talking about my like educational background yeah, you're talking about myself Red Bull and Google because okay, cool, so. I met you as a marketing intern but I don't think you actually were doing business or marketing so no so yeah like I said I, I studied economics and politics um and I actually took it gap year during my degree so I took a gap year after my two years of uni because I actually lost my boyfriend to cancer I think I've mentioned this to you before um and I just needed to figure out what I wanted to do and yeah. in that gap year I was working in car phone warehouse and car phone warehouse is sales but if you think about sales you kind of think about marketing because mm-hmm. the process for them to get into the shop 
to buy what they want to buy is through like marketing that they've seen of the product and my job was to finish it off and that's what got me into Google so without even realizing I was marketing a project product as a sales assistant for them um and that's when I figured out my love for marketing um Google was sort of a mistake. It was luck, to be fair. Like, I just applied and I was suitable for the role. Now, Red Bull was a bit more strategic in the sense that um, I then knew that I was interested in marketing, so I made sure everything I'd done was aligned. Mm -hmm. Um, So going back to university, I I wrote my dissertation on popular culture, which is sort of like how shows on marketing etc um and it sort of fit into marketing um and i made sure that whatever i did with tag was also aligned to marketing so i took over a lot of our marketing side of stuff how we do events and how we brand ourselves um and when i put that on my cv to then show red bull it was like cool she's got the social innovation side on lock but she's also got the marketing side on lock as well because she understands how to market stuff um and that's that's how it how i got into them too and now i just work somewhere <laughs> it's weird because I feel like everyone who works at Google is like have this imposter syndrome slash like how did we get here? <laughs> no, yeah, no, seriously, it's it's a real thing. Like it's actually a real thing. Like how did how did I get there? Like they have like ten thousand applications a day. Yeah, it's crazy, right? I feel exactly the same way. Um, yeah, actually, th- now that I know your background, I just realized that yeah, the stuff the stuff you were doing at Google is really is really. Because you were doing devices, so you were yeah. definitely experienced that area working at Carphone Warehouse. And that's that's really cool that you found your gap here, kind of showed you your love for marketing in that sense. That's Yeah, well, I think so. Because I, I, I feel like I grew up thinking I wanted to be an investment banker. Mm. And I feel like growing up in like African or Caribbean or just like growing up in an underrepresented background you automatically think you want to go into banking because they say that's where that's where the money is and yeah. because you're like parents have struggled etc you think cool i want to be rich let me become a banker you're always seeking the financial security that you didn't have as a essentially um i don't like banking whatsoever yes i feel your pain <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like we went to like uni or like universities really shoved that corporate investment bank yeah. in your throat. Absolutely. So what I'd love to focus more on like the tag or the advantage group and how you uh, how did you co-found it? Like what was mm. the idea? What how did it come to you? Um. So it's actually a funny story and like so basically it started in my gap year and I was really really bored all the time. And my co-founder, Alvin, was always going to the library. So I used to go to the library with him just to keep myself occupied and do something. Um, and it was like a time for me to apply for jobs or apply for these things because I literally had a, a whole year out. Like, And all I was doing was working. And like I mentioned, I lost my boyfriend to cancer and I actually started a cancer charity. And in starting that cancer charity, it, it was him. He was working on Tagged and I was working on my cancer charity. And then... I just realized that the cancer charity wasn't coming out of caring for people, which sounds very wild, but it was coming out of trying to keep my boyfriend's name, my, my boyfriend, my partner's name alive. So that's when I realized that I had too much emotion, emotions attached to the, the idea of cancer um and I had to detach myself from that and then without realizing I just spent a lot of time on with Alvin working on tag and I guess he says this thing all the time like when 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 you're around someone that just cares about giving back no matter what what the problem is they're going to find a way to help and I feel like authentically it just happened like we just were always together working on this we've done our first event at Google our second event at Facebook um and it just it just happened naturally it was just like you know what like 
you're always at the beginning of every process and you see it through to the end so it's both of us if that makes sense yeah what's the idea behind tag how did it come about so um like i said it came about with us just being in the library and i mean like wanting to do good and um essentially the idea of it is to take so the reason why it's called advantage group especially is because mm-hmm. every time you think about like young black people or young colored people they always say that we're disadvantaged yeah and i've never really seen myself as a disadvantage i've never seen myself like i grow Growing up, like, obviously, my parents aren't the richest. I don't live in a mansion, but I've always had food on the table. I've always had clothes, the nicest trainers, been able to go out, have fun. And to me, to be disadvantaged means I don't have that. Um, And I felt like when you see the word disadvantage, you automatically attach it to yourself. And we don't want that for our young people. We never want them to feel like they're disadvantaged. We always want them to feel like they're at an advantage. And their circumstances, their background is an advantage to where they're from. And they they got to where they're from with, with, you know... Essentially... Right. And like off, off working for what they deserve. Oh, so exactly. essentially that's that's where the name has stemmed from. But in terms of like what we aim to do, we literally just aim to lift them up, inspire them and make them leaders so that when it comes to it, they can then be a leader for someone else and help them become a leader. And it, essentially it just it detaches us away from that word disadvantage because we're not disadvantaged. We're just we're just normal people like we're just underrepresented. There's not a lot of us in high spaces to make the changes that they need to be changed. Right. Um, So when you were in the library and you were thinking about how to, I guess, your vision for that, Mm. what was the process like brainstorming things? Any idea? How did you what was the process of like filtering our ideas? Did you learn from other organizations? You know, what's so funny, actually, because like the way me and Alvin work is very funny. Like we sort of just like, oh, let's do this. And we don't actually know if it's a real thing. So like, for example, first event was okay, let's take 30 young people to Google. We didn't even think we'll get 30 young people signing up. Um, And we didn't know what we were going to do with these young people, but we just knew that we wanted to take them out of somewhere that they've never seen before. So, like, take them somewhere they've never been before. And we said, you know what, how about Google? It's a very fun place to go. Like, I was amazed on my first day. Like, it's somewhere you would want to go as a kid. Like, you've all watched that movie, The Internship, and it's like, okay, cool. So we knew that we was going to take them out of their area and bring them somewhere else. And that's how that's how the idea stemmed it's just that what were we going to do with them like if we were that age what would we want and then that's when we built up like workshops and like um yeah that's how we built up let's do this workshop let's do a cv workshop let's do a branding workshop however then we done a school tour right and then it's it that sort of stemmed from we want to reach more people so before we just reached 30 people and then it's like we want to reach more people we want to reach younger more younger people we don't want it to just be a friend of a, a friend sibling we don't want it to be that and you know me so then you're going to tell your younger sibling to apply we really wanted to make sure that we touched um people that we didn't know and then that's how we came up with the school tour so i feel like what we i feel like i'm offline but what me and alvin tend to do is like this is the problem that we currently face. So the problem, like the first problem was that we wanted to help young people and then we solved it by doing an event. And then we realised that the problem that occurred was the young people that were applying for our stuff were, they they need, they, they already were 10 steps ahead or um, they had an older sibling that could guide them. And then we were thinking the only way we, that then we realised the problem was um, that it was people that we knew. So then how do we tackle that problem? The way we tackle that problem is to go where young people are and young people are in schools, right? So I feel like we don't ever just sit there and brainstorm for brainstorming sake. It's like when we see that there's a problem, we brainstorm around the problem rather than creating problems that don't exist. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of catering to the user of your of the of the service. Essentially, which isn't always good. It's not always good because then you just find yourself doing stuff 
so what is I guess for the for for the listener who hasn't heard about the Advantage Group, can you kind of give your quick pitch that to introduce people uh-huh. with Advantage Group? Is? We should have probably led with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Advantage Group is a social enterprise and a registered CIC which aims to transform the narrative of young people from underrepresented backgrounds. In the way in which we do that is we um, focus on workshops and um, tailored workshops and events which provide young people like CV workshops, teach them how to be vulnerable and just teaches them how to be better um, leaders for the future, essentially. Yeah, so that's what we are in a nutshell. How did you go about doing the logistics behind all of this? So you come with idea, you've got your vision in the library and you Mm. kind of know the actions that you have to do. How did you... How did you get things rolling? Um, so we scheduled, and bear in mind, like this once again, tags only been running for two years, and we could always do things better, right? Um, and I feel like once intern at Google taught me the process, how to do processes and how to make sure things are done. Um, so what I did was a lot of the things I learned at Google, I implemented into Tag essentially. So once we had the idea, we sat down at least once a week and we created this checklist of everything that needs to be done, whether it was build a website, take pictures, um interview young people or um find out information from young people and we literally broke it down into steps of everything that needs to be done allocated tasks to myself or alvin um and got it done i feel like we we try not to overcomplicate the process of like um okay we need this person we need that person because essentially you don't you just need to do it essentially so if you want to put our application for something we literally just put stuff on twitter and instagram and the, the support and love we get is absolutely amazing right so yeah like i feel like once we had the idea the next step for us was using what i learned from google to implement or make the idea real i feel like the hardest part of it all was getting google on board so our first event was at google and the only reason why that was the hardest part is because I was scared I was scared to ask someone can I use a space at Google essentially yeah um but I we had amazing tomorrow, support though, I think because we're so junior as well and we were interns yeah. you have to keep that in mind we were interns and um I mean junior people are scared of things so <laughs> let alone interns but you know what you ask and you you receive like <laughs> yeah. I literally asked the um, black Google network and they sponsored the whole event like they literally helped um and it was nice because there was this lady Zenaf and she was mm-hmm. um amazing worked at Google and because I've never planned an event like that before she literally sat down and done the logistics with me for every single thing made me goodie bags made me made me realize that I needed help from Google created a lack of tricks to get everyone to sign up from Google and um, helped me create a poster so I felt like it was the nitty-gritty small bits that I was forgetting that she helped with do you think that because you and your co-founder were already kind of well connected you had your like a rich experience from working to, with other places um, that you know your experience with with uh Catherine warehouse and like the cancer charity and him and his own experience do you think that it's made that introduction to entrepreneurship a lot easier like the, in, the um, getting the ball rolling as i guess with tag see i feel i don't th- i don't think so and the only reason why i say that is because um before google like i was just a sales assistant and same for him we've only ever worked in retail mm-hmm. i feel like what made us get the ball rolling is because it was something that we genuinely cared about right. and like um and i feel like i've done many things before that i don't care about or like i'm too like i said the cancer charity too emotionally attached to so it's it's your emotions taken over whereas with tag it's like you know what we, we really want to see a change we don't want young people to feel like ten, we don't want underrepresented groups to feel 10 steps um Behind. apart from their yeah especially when you get to uni and like you're just not around people that you know anymore yeah. it, it's really daunting right so we just really wanted to prepare them so i don't feel like our experience because we didn't really know anyone like it wasn't like 
Yeah. It wasn't like we had this saving grow that was going to come and introduce us to this person and that person. Like, that's not how it worked. And you know what? I feel like we're lucky that I was interning at Google because then we probably would have done it in a community centre. And there's not, once again, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, as long as you care for something and you're doing it, doing it, that's all that matters. But I feel like getting into Google allowed Facebook to see what we've done and then got us into Facebook, if that makes sense. Like, and then that's now two amazing big tech firms who have allowed us to use their space. Um, and I feel like I feel like Google sort of opened a lot of doors that we didn't realize, um, and the support from our friends. Absolutely. How did you when you were starting out? How did you market and get the young people in? or I create um, partnerships yes um, I feel like when we got to get the young people we actually so for the first event it was 30 and we actually got 27 and Alvin forced his little sister to come and I for, forced my little brother to come and we forced we forced one more person to come to make it 30 um, because we put out on socials and like we didn't realise that young people don't really use Twitter our, young, our age group used Twitter so that means we're catering for our age group and then it's like our age group will only inform if they have a younger sibling or younger cousin that should apply what was um, so the, um so our target age is 14 to 18 right so that kind of critical age when just before uni right essentially um and it's like how do you get them on if they don't use the social platform that they that you're um appealing to right and that's when we went to do the school tour because if we've done the school tour they then were in front of what we saw two thousand young people for our school tour we went to 10 schools wow. um yeah it was the best experience of my life. Um, and then you put, put in so many young people faces and we had over 800 applications for the academy that year. So we went from having 30 applications to 800 applications. And did you, um, did you have to reach out to the separate schools and like, introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, getting the schools were difficult as well. It wasn't easy. But um, yeah, we managed. And I think it was good because a lot of the schools we reached out to, we knew someone that worked there. Right. So uh, we went to my secondary school, went to his secondary school. Um, and then we have like teachers that move to different secondary schools or teachers that then introduce you to other teachers or who are part of a network. And then now we have friends that are teachers as well. Um, so I feel like once we tapped into our, once we tapped into our network for the school tour, we definitely got somewhere. Yeah. I just wanted to go back kind of more like personally for you and, and starting out as an entrepreneur like first venture. Did you have a lot of self-doubt and confidence that it wasn't going to work out? Or did you feel that because you had a co-founder that you were kind of supported in that way and you, he was, he's he got your back and you've got his back? And um, Yeah. No, I haven't actually shared this with anyone and I haven't actually really shared it with him. And I feel like... I feel like I'm quite a negative person, actually. And I don't believe quite in anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't actually believe in anything, which is um really bad. Um Yeah. And like yeah, it's true. For me, for a very long time, tag was just a passion project. Mm-hmm. It was just I got to sit and play with young people and I genuinely just enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed them teaching me something new I enjoyed learning from them I enjoyed seeing them like come up with amazing ideas and that's what it was for me it was just a passion it was just a passion um however recently I've been seeing more as like a a life like this is going to be something big like this is this is going to be the future like we're going to transform so many young people's life and we're going to do it full time like we're not going to we're going to create this sort of whether whether it's an agency whether it's a youth youth culture agency which sort of transform the life of young people and give them the opportunity that they've never had right and I feel like it's only as of recent I've started to believe it more um whereas before I used to say it and not believe it which is really bad um even with having a co-founder I still used to say it and not believe it 
it. So so what would be your advice for someone who's wanting to kind of start their own thing? Um, whether that be like social enterprise or their own business or um, yeah, whatever, really. What, what you know what, yeah. Hmm. I would say just start. Whether you you're impacting advice as well. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like I know I'm gonna go into that though. Just start. Yeah. However, when you start, be willing to stay consistent. Yeah. Because you can do stuff and not stay consistent. Yeah. Um and that's the hard part, right? That's what right, yeah. that's what differentiates people who lost in the game and people who just fall off because it's it's consistency. You see that in Yeah. Sort of I feel like yeah, I feel like it's also like just getting the ball rolling. And you know what, using the people around you for help and advice, like reaching out to people and like not shying away to ask for help. And I've realized how important it is to be vulnerable and ask for help and like get people to read what you're doing and just like, they might know someone who can make your life much easier um, or they're just willing to give a helping hand. But when you're asking them for help, know what you're asking them for. Don't just say to them, oh, hey, I need help with this. Can you help me? Um, know what you, what, you're, what you want from them and what you can give them back. Um, and I would say just track everything that you're doing so if you like write your achievements down if you've done one event and you've reached 10 people write it down because I feel like often when things are slow or things are down you can you can not want to do it anymore but if you have this achievement bank of everything that you've done you can go back to it and say you know what we've actually done amazing sick things oh I hashtag reshare like retweet honestly because I think one of the main things I learned as well when you when you're really when you're in a really challenging environment for example like google where everyone is good (laughs) or not even good like amazing um and then on top of their amazing (sighs) other amazing things and it's like it's so easy to forget that you're amazing and you're self-esteem essentially but if you have that bank of like your list of achievements you can just be like okay i did this i did this i did this you know i think it's kind of like great evidence for your brain that actually you're also you know pretty amazing i totally uh, agree with that and that's something that i should probably do a, a lot more and i think it would you be know like- i think it's important i think it's important and I, you know what i'm saying that i'm just giving that advice and i need to do it as well because sometimes you forget right yeah honestly and it's you know you're, you're like peeking to me i'm like oh you know this all makes sense but i don't practice it <laughs> it's all great um so when you're i guess how old is the advantage two years old right two years so i guess you you got the introductory you have the introduction period where you you know uh, got the 27 kids you got google space how did you have the growth phase i suppose or maybe you are in the growth phase at the moment how did you move on from the first success first event success at google how did you build up on it what was the process that you undertook with your co-founder um so me and alvin reflect a lot so after the event we done like a reflection piece how did it go what 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 went well what didn't go well um, and we also collected feedback from young people as well which was really really helpful um and then we set up because we realized that you can the problem is that you do these events and they're inspired for the x amount of days that you keep them there but then how do you keep them inspired so we set up a um, a mentorship program with them which lasted a year and it was like five you we each mentored five young people so our team we have a team and we each mentored five young people um that didn't go too well but um I just don't think we thought it through. Like, it was very, like, first-timey, flashy. Um, imagine me, one person, mentoring five young people. Like, what time do I really have to actually dedicate each time to each one? Um, some were doing, some young people were doing better than others. What kind and of yes, things mentoring them on? What kind of things? So it was just, like, we, we created this whole, like, we created this whole... Um, schedule is where you spoke to them once every two weeks and each week focused on a different theme and you set them tasks so whether it was like cd and get an application for personal statement into uni get an internships and 
don't get me wrong, some of them done really well. So one of the young boys I was uh, mentoring got like five degree apprenticeships, right? Um, which was sick. But then one of them, I don't even know where he is today. And like, it's like you, you find yourself dedicating time to one over other and it just became too much. Yeah. Um, so after, upon reflection of that, we, we cut that out and just stuck to the basis of like doing the event. So this year we've done the event again. And that event was really, really good. However, the first one was better because we realised that with the second one, we was moving away. We were focusing too much on wanting young people to come rather than the impact. So right. we were we were, we were, were doing stuff that we won't normally do, like offering to give them AirPods as a prize and like Beats as a prize when that strips it away from what we were actually meant to do. And we were focusing too much on the fun and the good rather than the impact. So now this year, we're obviously not doing that because of Corona, right? Um, so we're not doing the events but we are launching off everything that we've learned we are going back to the basis of things and launching um, a development program focusing on five young people to literally help them grow as individuals um, whether that be in school college personally um, and that's gonna attach everything that we've done into the five young people so we've obviously done the large event we tried the mentorship and this is what's stemming off it now so I don't know what stage we're in I feel like we're still in the the beginning stage I feel like yeah I feel like we haven't reached a growth stage yet and I feel like we would only reach the growth stage once we once we figure out the business side of stuff tell me about how you grew the team so obviously two of you started co-founded it how did you yeah how did you so grow? I feel like growing the team and to be fair we're still not very good at it like <laughs> I feel like to grow a team um you have to be a really good leader and I'm not saying that we're bad leaders but we're not good leaders either we, we're still learning yeah, right um so the first time we grew the team we just put applications out and people applied yeah and um people were applying and we were just accepting people. However, where we went wrong with that is that we we went off the basis of what a business needs and not what we need, right? So when you when you just follow the traditional structure, you think the person needs a finance officer, you need a business development officer, you need a marketing officer, um, and you're just giving them stuff to do, you're creating a job description, and that's not based off what you need, right? You automatically are in for failure anyway. So that didn't go too well. Um, and then moving on, we sort of just started to hire based on what we need and not what we want and not what we think we want, right? So now our team is very small. We have me and Alvin and three other people. So we have five people on our team. Um, and we sort of work collectively. Like I focus mainly on marketing and Alvin focuses mainly on business development. And um, rather than giving roles, we just sit as a team. So if we're working on something, we're working on it together. Because I feel like when you start to give people roles, um, especially when, when you don't even know yourself what the role is, it gets too messy, right? So we just do check-ins every once a week with our team. Yeah. Um, at the moment, because of COVID, things are different. Everyone on our team is sort of working on this like strategy that we have to engage with young people, which is digital. And we've just sort of allocated tasks. That makes sense. But because you're you're still finding the niche and like exactly what how you want to grow it. Like you've got you're you're still on that strategy piece. Has there been yeah. disagreements on on that? And how did you deal with it? Because obviously, a large part of one of the one of the main things that I hear from founders it's, it's either like i wish i did it by myself because there's there has been conflict with co-founders <laughs> to the point like i hear this all the time in like loads of entrepreneurship podcasts that you know like a lot of people are like a lot of 
co-founders fall out. How, how do you kind of navigate that relationship? Because obviously you guys are friends, but also your founders. You know what? There was actually a time me and Alvin were arguing bears. Like we would just insult <laughs> each other. Like we genuinely just didn't like each other. Mm. Like we would just argue, 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 argue. And it was just so unnecessary. And I feel like that's because we didn't know our weaknesses. Mm. So me and Alvin prior to this were really, were really, really good friends. Like he's one of my closest friends. Um, and to be frank, he's just always there for me. And I feel like we needed to strip back on being co-founders for a second and work on our friendship. Mm. And I feel like once we worked on our friendship again, there was just that mutual respect for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just play on each other's strengths, right? So mm-hmm. Alvin really lacks attention to detail, but I'm really good at attention to detail. So anything that focuses, like requires like really nitty gritty, like focus on that like, attention, I can do that. Whereas Alvin's really good at like strategizing and like, um, yeah, and I'm not so good. I'm very like impatient, etc. Um, so he will deal with most of that. So we just try and work on each other's strengths and weaknesses. And we try and keep, like when we're together to have fun, it's to have fun and we don't talk about business because I feel like that's when it comes daunting. Like you're just always working on something mm-hmm. um, rather than like balancing and having fun. So we try and keep business out of this business time. Um, however, I really hope we never get to that stage because I feel like that ruins friendships and I don't want to lose my friendship. He's my friend. Do you get it? What has been the main challenges in, in the last two years? I think getting the support and recognition that we want. Yeah. Um, for me, I would say it's like balancing and I, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. So like you even said to me, you didn't even know that it was mine. And I just don't put my face out there as much as Alvin because I just like to work with young people and I feel like for me I was scared that if I do put my face out there it doesn't allow me to be myself anymore like I don't get to I don't get to make mistakes anymore like everyone's just always watching me I think it's it's that fear of like if you're if you're out there it's that for me anyway I always get a sort of anxiety that are people judging me and and you know at the end of the day you really shouldn't care but that's easier said than done right because right and that's that's just how I felt. Like I didn't want that. Yeah. But I don't care anymore. Yeah, like I feel like the more you shout and scream about things you do, the more support you get. So Yeah, honestly, yeah, honestly, like I think I think that's why it's so important to just for um first time founders to just do it. Because <laughs> it, yeah. it's almost like you're jumping into like some an unknown thing, but you do just have to do it and then take it as it goes. And just I don't know what I feel like do it and then get feedback, right? Because the yeah. only way like my one of my mentors said to me yesterday, like it's worse to not do it at all and do and do it wrong like you're better off doing it wrong than not doing anything at all because if you do it wrong at least someone can give you advice and like you can change it next time but if you just sit there and don't do it it's just pondering on you and you're just sitting on it yeah so. going back to your point about you know like balancing it all obviously I don't I, I mean I'm not sure about the other uh, people in the team but you obviously have a nine to five a nine to five that you have to do so how many hours do you commit to tag and and you know you're you're nine to five and and how do you balance all of that? So because this is like my first full time role, mm. like I feel like as an intern it's different. Like mm. actually I lied because Red Bull was very very okay. and Google was pretty rough as well. Yeah, you're all busy. <laughs> yeah, I felt like so to balance it now is um, I'm still trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. but I think what I do is. I allocate time after work 
So if that means staying at work later than normal, so if you finish the day at five, maybe leaving work at seven yeah. to um, do it for two hours twice a week and then you go home and sleep, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like if I, if I leave work at five and say I'm going to do it at home, it automatically doesn't happen. The, the ultimate goal was, is to work somewhere three days a week and two days work, work on tag, but like, I guess life doesn't work like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say in terms of balancing, it's always about like dedicating the time necessary, whether it's staying extra time at work or waking up a little bit earlier so you can get the stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like working on stuff on the weekend. I feel like it takes away from me time. But if I have to, I would always do it on a Saturday morning from like nine to one, right? And then have the rest of the day for myself. Um, one of the things I want to touch upon is like mental health. And I guess, you know, it's being an entrepreneur, let alone, you know, like not, you're not even like full-time entrepreneur. You have a full-time job and also an entrepreneur on the side. It's difficult. And it's one of the main things that entre- like entrepreneurs are trying to talk a bit more like about mental health of being you know having your own venture has it affected you in any way and and um 100 what have what has been your coping strategies because you know full-time having a stressful full-time job is you know when 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 life is getting to you it, it's already hard enough but like add your own baby your own ventures and that it can get pretty tough you know what yeah i feel like the main problem is is that with tag you're always talking to people so you're always talking to young people mm. And you're getting invested in them. I would be. Yeah, essentially. And exactly the same with my full-time job. You're always talking to people. Mm -hmm. So you don't really get downtime. You just find yourself always talking and communicating with people. And then it it really, really affects you because you just don't have time for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then it's like when you do have time for yourself, it's like you're thinking about the people that you're... you, You get it. Yeah. Right, so I feel like um, in terms of balancing, I'm still trying to figure it out. If anyone has any help, anyone listening to this, <laughs> listen. <laughs> like, I'm I'm genuinely not the best at it. Like, I yeah. I really struggle. However, um, I'm trying to do this thing where like I block out from the world and just do things that yeah. I like. So actually, there was a time at work where I was really really down. Mm. It was so bad. Like it was not good and I actually took a week off work did you did you you reach out like how was your workplace in in dealing with that did you kind of tell your manager that no I didn't I just I just took holiday like I took a week off work and I I literally just done what I liked and I have a counsellor amazing guy um and he said you know what you just need to breathe and like when you leave work leave work at work exactly I think that's one of the main things I really struggle with as well because uh, I also have a counselor and they, I remember he, they asked me a question a few weeks ago and it was like does the day do you ever feel like the day has ended mm. and I had to take a step back and I was like actually no and then you know like time management comes into this as well and I always thought because at university I was always able to achieve so much you know um like on the side of my academic that I thought I was good at time management but actually it was because at uni you're just working around the clock exactly but you don't but because you enjoy all the extracurricular activities and you're technically you know you're hopefully studying a degree that you enjoy Mm. it doesn't feel as crazy as like working a job that you might not necessarily love right so when you get to the workplace and you're trying and then you realize that you can't apply the same vim or the same kind of intensity as you did at uni then you start to struggle because actually you never learned that time management skills or efficiency at university because you were just working around the clock and it's like this weird realization that i got quite recently 
which is why I was so like mentally exhausted because I, I never learned to switch off. Yeah, that's like me. I feel like you get home and you're still thinking about what you were doing, right? So I feel like I feel like switching off is always necessary. Like whether it's like taking a day off. Like I wish I could just take a day off every week. Obviously mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. But um like taking time off genuinely to just be alone and be by yourself and like break. I use gym as a therapeutic place for Same. me. Yeah, I mean that's I think probably why I'm struggling a little bit because now <laughs> yeah because i've kind of been hindered in that sense same i feel like same actually i've had like a bit of a low time as well because i can't go to the gym are, are the rest of the team um working uh, or you know, i guess um so alvin is like half the team still study all right so some are still studying and some are still working from home yeah and what do you think is I guess I, I spoke to you about the challenges that you kind of experience internally, but in terms of with the external stakeholders that you work with, whether that be children and, and the teachers and, you know, the companies that you partner with, uh, how, mm. what has been kind of the hardest thing and the biggest lessons? Um, I think is that for us is getting the support that we actually need in the sense that people support you until it's no longer free. Mm. And this is more for like hierarchy, etc. Like they support until you're no longer willing to give you your service for free anymore or until you want more from them. Um, and I think that's been our biggest problem in terms of the young people. I think it's just like, getting them get keeping the retention rate so mm-hmm. keeping keeping them engaged like young people just like to have fun yeah right? yeah um and sometimes they don't see the importance of now like building for now um so i feel like with us it's more so the retention rate with young people and i feel like sometimes people don't understand how daunting or how much work me and alvin put in yeah. so like sometimes people ask us for stuff and if we forget we do it we, we become bad people but it's not we're just tired like we just sometimes <laughs> we just want sometimes someone to say to us oh you know what here you go guys because see that like, you're working really hard yeah I, and going back to the marketing you know if, if someone who does who wants to go into marketing is is um or wanting to start their own social enterprise what what's your tips on or how do you go about doing the marketing for a social enterprise marketing for a social enterprise yeah so. how, how what what has been your like your process or your strategy or yeah how have you been doing tag marketing so um how we normally do it is we do it based off of what we're doing so if it's like a school tour mm. we sit down as a team and then we brainstorm all the things that we think could work in terms of a marketing strategy and then me and the people on my team will go away and literally create like a timeline of everything that we we're going to do um and then we don't have well we used to have a graphics designer she she doesn't work with us anymore and um once that timeline is in place we share it with the rest of the team to get feedback and i think that's the most important step just yeah. to make sure that everyone's on the same page yeah um and then we literally go from there we build all the assets from by ourselves and we post all the assets by ourselves mm-hmm. and i think the building and that um posting are the most daunting parts because some do really well and some some don't um but sometimes we go through really bad streets where we see that um our page is just filled with like flyers and like no there's no people on our page and we're we're powered by people right so we have to always take a step back and evaluate if what we're doing is right and if it aligns and if it doesn't then we come off and we we strategize again so i feel like we just try to strategize as much as possible when it comes to marketing um most of our marketing is done digitally anyway um we haven't really pushed into other forms of marketing yet um 
I feel like we've had a lot of brand marketing changes. So we've gone from like a really ugly logo to a meaty logo to now a perfect logo that I think we're going to keep. And I think it's okay. I feel like it's okay to change your marketing and change your brand until you're happy with it. Yeah, until you're happy with it. Um, As long as the mission's the same, then it's okay. Have you got a marketing budget? Like, do you spend spend money on marketing? Like, do you promote things actually on Facebook? No. So everything we've done is we've built authentically, yeah. We don't, we don't you know paid paid shit or anything which we probably should but no we don't what has been your lesson as a marketing as a marketer um with yeah what has been your kind of your biggest lesson that you've learned through, mar- through you know marketing tag um what you may like might not reach to the masses like it's no longer about you and your marketing it's about your audience Mm -hmm. like what would your audience want to see and you need to put yourself into their shoes um i think that's lesson one number two would be that you always have to be 10 steps ahead of everything that's going on which can be hard which means you have to always be reading up on stuff and figuring out what's next um because if you if you get left behind you you're you're then picking up the slacks and trying to get involved late so like for example covid right like who knew we would be on lockdown this long which means that like all the events that we've like we've never really focused on digital marketing before but because we haven't we're like now left to pick up the slacks and figure out ways we can do that for our young people because we're just events we focus on events mainly and now it's like we can never do that again like we can never make that make the same mistake so i think it's always about being 10 steps ahead so this question is kind of a bit personal per se but you know like being being an entrepreneur, a massive part of that is learning from your mistakes. Has there mm. been kind of a really bad, I guess my question would be like, has there been a mistake where it's almost like you're close to giving up? <laughs> this is such a pessimistic way of asking this question to, from one pessimist to another, but has there been a, an event where you're like, you know what, I just want to, I'm ready to throw in the towel. And how did you bounce back from that? Um, has there been an event where I'm ready to throw in the towel? Or maybe like a really really like huge mistake but you You know know what yeah this is gonna sound so bad i feel like i get that a lot so at every event it's just like oh am i allowed to swear (laughs) i mean yeah of course free country (laughs) for fuck's sake like why is this happening and i'm just like oh i don't want to do like one 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 of my biggest flaws yeah like one of my biggest flaws ever is that I wear my emotions on my face and like yeah. I can't hide it. Yeah. So at every event, and Alvin says this all the time, at every event we have, like I can be on the stage talking to young people and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do this and I walk off. And that's the worst thing as a person you can ever, the worst trait you can ever have oh when working with young people because it, yeah. one, it scares them and it frightens them and it's just like, oh, she doesn't care anymore, right? So um, that's something I'm definitely working on. What um, that reaction? It must have been quite bad i don't i don't you know what it is it's just that at that point i'm just restless and i'm tired and i don't want to do this no more because imagine like our events aren't one day our events are like three days long yeah 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 so um imagine planning and then you have to spend three days with people like you're waking up every morning at 6 a.m for three days and getting home at like 9 p.m every single day and just like (laughs) for fuck's sake like and then it's just like so you know what i feel like the I've never really wanted to hand in the towel, but I just have moments where I say, like, God, please provide the strength. 
our last academy, our last day, we had like a gathering, and someone actually called the police on us because we had too many black people at our space. Oh god! And that's when I said to myself, "No, like this is absolute nonsense," and I, I was really angry and really upset. Um, yeah. And that's when I realised more than ever, it's important what we're doing. To be fair, yeah. more than anything. Um, yeah, absolutely. But I've never really went to throw in the towel. But I really, I really get the oh for fuck's sake moments all the time, <laughs> and like. Like storming off the stage moments, like dramatic queen moments all the time. Has anyone doubted you to the extent that you started to believe them? Um, me. I'm probably my biggest downfall. Um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think anyone around, I don't have, I don't have negative people around me. Like none at all. Like everyone around me is super proud of me. Um, how do you deal with, how do I deal with, yeah. With your own self-doubt. You are your own, you know, like... Worst. I don't know. I, and I don't want to sit here and say, I know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying and I'm learning now, but I, I am definitely my biggest self-doubt. Um, I guess to finish off, I'd love to hear your plans for future in terms of maybe your career and also overall, like, your tag and growing as an entrepreneur. Um, so with tag, tag is, tag is what it is for me Mm -hmm. and I feel like with tag I just want to be able to give young people opportunity to create yeah whether it's create a business just to create a space to create and I say space because I feel like space is important I feel like they've taken so much away from community from young people so like there's not youth clubs anymore there's not that safe space anymore yeah um and I I want tag to be that I want it to be a space where young people can create um and learn about themselves um for the future of tag as of now we're still building and working on it and i really really hope by this time next year i can come back and say we've done everything that we wanted to do um and that we we have the business side of it sort out sorted out for myself i don't know i have a really really big passion in like conscious marketing and culture marketing um i'm very passionate about black culture um and how that is shaped in the media and what it means to the media um and i'm still figuring it out i don't really like to say where what type of job i see myself in because i feel like that's a bit fake i feel like if you go with what you're passionate in the right job will always come and i know my passion lands in like culture and consciousness um so yeah well thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing your dreams and doubts and fears and challenges um i hope no of course i think i think it's great and and it's inspiring you know because you started this when you were still well a young youth (laughs) 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 helping the youth you know and that's that's how it should be it should be yeah i think that's what's so important with tag that we try and make sure that it's young people in front of young people thanks yeah but yeah i hope someone will listen be inspired and, and start their own thing i hope so too got to the end of this episode and feel like you want to find your career calling check out fycareercalling.com where i can help you gain clarity and confidence in your next step if you enjoyed this episode please don't forget to like subscribe and share it with a friend because friends life is too short find what you love